Hello, welcome to Atari Bytes, the show where we take a bite out of the story within a classic Atari 2600 game and see if that story bites us back. My name is Bill, this is episode 13. Thanks for listening. How's your week been? Spring has more than sprung by this point. It is leaping about with wild abandon, frolicking naked through the newly greened grasslands, and torturing us all with the knowledge that we have to stay inside all day and work. And then we get to come home and play video games. In news this week, episode 7, The Mystery Continues. I think it was last week that I mentioned iTunes had something weird going on where episode 7, Pac-Man, is apparently missing. When you go to the Atari Bytes page on in the iTunes store, as I understand it, it appears that you can still get the episode through your feed if you're a subscriber, and it is still up on other podcatchers. But when you just look at the list of episodes, it skips from episode 6 to 8. No one really seems to have an answer for this. It just seems to be like the Bermuda Triangle of podcasts. So hopefully this isn't inconveniencing anyone. I, I don't really have an answer for you. So... Write your congressman and or iTunes to complain. And don't forget, like I said, other podcatchers still have it. And you can always go to our website at ataribytes.libson.com. In other news, of course, the trailer for Rogue One, A Star Wars Story, is out. Is that an adorable title or what? Rogue One, A Star Wars Story. I'm not a rabid Star Wars universe guy. I really did like the films as a kid. I thought Force Awakens was great. I even recently read my first novelization uh, of a Star Wars story since I was a kid. When I was a kid, I had like the pop-up books and the tie-in books for the films and that kind of thing, but I don't think I ever really read a standalone novel. I think I've read maybe a few comics along the way, but this was my first novel recently, Aftermath, by Chuck Windig. If you look on the internet, he's taking some heat over the writing style some of it legitimate, some of it not so much. And he's taking a crap load of totally unfair heat because he dared to put women at the forefront of the story and gasp there are actually gay characters in the book, as if there are no women or gay people in the Star Wars universe. I thought the book was entertaining, and with things like that and Force Awakens, and now this new film coming up later in the year, I am finding that a universe where regular doses of Star Wars is a thing that actually makes me pretty happy. So that's a good thing. Alright, that's all the news. Let's turn to this week's game. This week's game is Turmoil. 1982 game from 20th Century Fox. The reading from the manual portion of this episode will not take long. I hesitate to even call it a manual. It's more like a, a pamphlet. It's three pages, most of which is unused white space. Here's... The objective, and this is literally all it says. The objective is to zoom up and down the center alley and blast aliens as they streak by. Keep shooting and keep moving to avoid a deadly collision with a speeding alien spacecraft. The controls. Tilting your joystick forward and backward moves your ship up and down the middle alley in the screen. Tilting your joystick left and right turns your ship left and right to face or travel down the lanes. Hold the joystick button down for continuous rapid fire. Oodles which is, I guess, a very scientific term. Oodles of bullets can be on the screen at once, so you can destroy, so you can enjoy destroying more aliens. 
more often than ever before! Exclamation point. Because they hear the cries of people bemoaning the fact that they can only destroy space aliens at a normal rate. People long to be able to destroy them faster. And Atari, by God, has the answer for you. More bullets, more alien deaths. Press the color black and white lever to pause turmoil at any time during play. Yeah, I didn't know that, because it helps to read the menu. The manual, excuse me. Uh, and that's about it. You get five ships. There are a variety of speedy aliens which travel back and forth across the screen at their own unique paces. The faster they move, the more points they are worth. All aliens except the prizes must be shot while your ship is in the center alley. Because you don't really have a choice. The only time you can go down one of the side alleys is to get a prize. There are five different enemy ships to blast. Collision will be deadly no matter which ship you hit. If arrows are allowed to cross the screen, the arrows turn into tanks. The tanks can only be destroyed from behind. If shot head-on, your bullet blast will merely push the tanks back a bit. They keep calling it bullets. When I play the game, I don't think bullets, I think lasers. But that's just me. When a prize appears at the edge of the screen, you have just a few seconds to race down the lane and touch it. If you don't get there in time, the prize will turn into a supersonic cannonball. After touching the prize, you must quickly return to the center alley to avoid getting smashed by the indestructible ghost ship. Then it goes on to tell you that there are nine levels. Uh, which you can select at any time during the gameplay. One of the levels is really cool. They take away the lines, so you can't actually see where the alley, where the alleys begin and end. But everything else is the same. The ships all move the same and stuff. So it just looks really weird. Okay, and the last thing in the book, last thing in the manual. Again, I hesitate to even call it a manual. Hints from the designer. Hold the joystick button down and race up and down the screen to wipe out the aliens. Go touch the prizes as soon as they appear and then race back to the middle as fast as you can. Your ship will stop automatically when it reaches the center alley. That's all we're given, which should make the story analysis part of this podcast very interesting. The story that they offer you in pole position is like the Iliad and the Odyssey compared to this manual. All right, well, before we get into that, let's listen to our intrepid field gamer play a little bit of this game. After this break... We'll do just that. Alright. Got my battle armor on. Got my axe. My sword. And my... Wait, hold on. What? It's a space alien laser battle? Uh, fine, just a minute. Alright, like I said, I got my laser cannon, and I'm ready to leap into the fray. I'm not scared. Turmoil? No way. More like turd boil. Wait, that doesn't make any sense. Oh well, let's play. Those are the ones flown by the pink ladies from Greece. 
Something that appears to be the ship from asteroids. There's a prize. Boom. There's two blocks stacked on top of each other that you can't actually shoot. More TIE Fighters, very straight up flying saucer. Weird tank. There's the Andy's candies. They do the kind. Oh man. Yeah, these little green flat guys they look like Andy's mints. I'm hungry. Not a whole lot to this. Drop them down and shoot. And there's a prize. Go down to the right or left. I'm no computer programmer, but I'm gonna guess they built this game in about a day. That includes coffee breaks. Level 2. Booyah! I guess that's what they call space karma. Back to you in the studio. Alright. Well, that was turmoil-esque. turmoil ultras, Turmoil-y? I don't know. I guess there was a whole lot of turmoil going on. Mostly for the aliens. This is a fun game, in small doses. Wildly colorful. Raucously loud laser, or if you believe the manual, bullet fire. It's like a 1980s sweater with Star Wars lasers mounted on it. Cliff Huxtable meets the Terminator, if I may be allowed a Bill Cosby reference. <laughs> 
The game gets pretty repetitive. I mean, there's not a whole lot to it. So you know, this isn't a game that you sit down and play for a whole evening, I don't think. Speaking of the Terminator, in the 1987 film The Running Man, Arnold Schwarzenegger plays a wrongfully imprisoned ex-cop in a dystopian future America all the way in 2019, forced to appear on a TV show running a gauntlet of trained assassins trying to kill him. I thought of this when I was thinking about the game. Sounds a little bit like turmoil. Maybe. Of course, today, we just call that kind of TV show Fox News. This game also puts me in the mind of many of the original Star Trek series episodes. Kirk beaming down and being forced to rip his shirt fighting a rubber-suited actor in order to run the gauntlet of space aliens and get his ship back or save the galaxy or something. You probably couldn't hear it in the audio of the gameplay, but I ripped my shirt playing this game. I think I might have even seen an ab through the hole in my shirt, but I could be wrong. I also weirdly found myself thinking about James Bond movie, The Man with the Golden Gun, from 1974. Scaramanga is the bad guy in that one. He's the man with the golden gun. And he has a fun house in his weird house on his private island. Apparently in the 60s and 70s, every island in the Pacific and Atlantic Oceans were occupied by evil masterminds plotting to destroy the world until James Bond came along and blew them up. And Scaramanga was no exception. He had a big house on a private island, and in the basement he had, I'm sure next to his Atari setup, a lethal shooting range that would shoot back at him. His henchmen would hire assassins to come to the funhouse and try to kill Scaramanga to help keep him on his toes until one day Bond was sucked into the funhouse. And I remember there was a scene where Bond is skulking around in the funhouse and he shoots at a target and it turns out to be a statue of himself and he blows off like three of the fingers, which was just really weird and bizarre. A lot of people don't like the man with the golden gun, but I always kind of liked it. It fascinated me for some reason. Anyway, that really has nothing to do with turmoil other than the whole running the gauntlet thing. So let's get back to the game. Time to reach a verdict on the turmoil story. All right. Oh, let's review. As you know, dear listener, if you've been a loyal follower of the show for a while, there are five elements of a plot. And these are the five elements we apply in analyzing the story within these classic Atari games. Level one on the chart is the introduction or exposition part. The setup for the story. Turmoil, as I read in the manual, and you heard in the gameplay, not a whole lot of setup. You're in the maze. It's not really even a maze. You're in this little grid thing, and you're just blasting away at these space alien creature vehicle things. So we're going to have to make up the exposition part. So here it is. Let's say Bloton 5000. A lowly production assistant at a big intergalactic cable network has a problem. He convinced his uncle, the giant bloodshot eyeball that runs the network, to air a show on the network called Space Aliens Paint Daisies on UFOs. But the show tanked. Now there's a huge hole in the schedule that needs to be filled. Bloton 5000 wades into the gelatinous brain pond 
and squishes thoughts between his toes until he hits on a, a brilliant idea. What do TV viewers love most? Shows about real people, of course. Especially real people blowing up other people. Preferably with lasers. So there's your setup. Then we come to the next stage in the five elements of a plot. The rising action. This is where you come in. There you are. You're sitting on the couch eating Cheetos in your underwear. That is, you're eating Cheetos from a bag and wearing underwear. You're not eating underwear Cheetos. Let's just be very clear on that. That is not a mistake you want to make. You're enjoying a simple, stress-free existence. There's nothing turmoilousness about that, is there? But then suddenly, you're plucked up and plunked down in, wait for it, turmoil. So here we hit the climax. I would argue that the gameplay itself, that's the climax. You're trapped in galactic cubicle hell. You can only go up or down, a narrow corridor, or occasionally you can go perpendicular down the hallways left or right, but at each end a deadly surprise waits for you. It's like when you're trying to navigate through the cubicles at work, uh, and you know that around any corner, the office supervisor might jump out at you. You run and you run, and you go back and forth, and you fire randomly at anything that moves, but you're getting nowhere fast. It's kind of like life. Falling action. You run the gauntlet, you blast everything, you clear the board in heroic fashion. You hear that lovely chime and the colors go crazy on the screen. Seriously, you gotta see this. It's like this weird fever dream migraine thing that happens on the screen with lots of flashy wavy colors and stuff. Falling action. Hooray! You survive the climax. And you bottom out at the resolution or denouement, the final point of the plot, the final resolution of the story. Put down those Cheetos, bud. You're not done, because after the wavy migraine headache thing happens on screen, there's a whole nother level, brother. And another one after that, and another one after that, until you die. There's no saving the galaxy in this game. You're not rescuing any princesses. You're just surviving, buddy. Well, you're surviving until you run out of ships, and then you're not surviving anymore, and the game is over. Congratulations, bud. You won and you failed all at the same time. You might want to wash down those Cheetos with some whiskey. <sighs> well, that's our show. Before we go, here's our buddy Bill Kendrick from the XCGS podcast to tell us a little bit more about the awesome Atari party that's happening out in California this summer. Take it away, Bill. Hey, Bill. It's Bill Kendrick from the XCGS Cart by Cart podcast. I want to let you and your listeners know that I'm hosting my 8th annual Atari party this summer out here in Davis, California. That's near Sacramento and not far from the San Francisco Bay Area and Silicon Valley. It's free and will undoubtedly have at least one Atari 2600 set up. It's a one-day event on Saturday, July 30th. Visit newbreedsoftware.com slash Atari Party for more info. Thanks. Thanks, Bill. My thanks also to Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.com for Creative Commons use of his songs, Take a Chance, Reformat, and Pinball Spring. You can find Atari Bytes on Stitcher and a variety of other podcatchers. Please do leave us a review on iTunes to help our rankings and help others find the show. It'll make me happy. 
It'll make the spiders in the basement happy. Happy basement spiders don't come out and bite you when you're sleeping at night. And I don't want the basement spiders to bite me at night. Please, God, help me! Leave a review! Save me from the basement spiders! Anyway, what was I talking about? Alright, you can email us your feedback, your own Atari story plots, and oatmeal-based recipes to ataribytes2016 at gmail.com. You can like the show on Facebook. You can follow the show on Twitter at AtariBytes. Or you can follow me personally at Carnival of Glee. And don't forget, Atari Bytes is now on Patreon, if you're so inclined. So until next time, go play some old games. They've missed you. Thank you.